0: So we are uh, beginning a series on the New Testament book of James, and uh, this book, considered by many to be written by Jesus' half-brother, James, is actually a letter, okay? It's a letter written to Jewish Christians, so Jews who became followers of Jesus, but then who were scattered around Israel because of some very severe and harsh persecutions that they were facing. Uh, Actually, uh, because James was martyred in 62 AD, which is about 30 years after Jesus had ascended back into heaven, this book is considered to be one of the earliest writings of the entire New Testament. Now, the book of James is a very practical book, so you understand, right? It is a how-to manual for Christians uh, that portrays, uh, 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 portrays a faith that goes into action using God's solutions and God's wisdom so as to help you navigate not just the good times but also the bad times in life. And my prayer is that as we work through this series, this letter from James over the next seven weeks, Uh, that God the Holy Spirit will grow and develop within all of you, with all of you watching online right now, he will develop within you an active faith, all right? A faith that you can put to work each day and that will carry you through the rest of your life. Today, I want to start by, in chapter 1, just looking at some of those opening verses. You heard Roy read them a moment ago. Um, But this is a letter, again, that James is writing. But it's a little bit different than other letters that people would normally write. Uh, Usually, when a person is writing the letter, uh, they'll have these pleasantries at the beginning, like, how's the weather? Hope you're doing fine, things like that. But James, after he introduces himself, he dives right in. And he says this in verse 2. Look at this. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And we tend to just, you know, glaze right over those words. But basically, James is saying, hi, it's me. I know that life has been extremely painful and awful and terrible and, and miserable for you. But hey, be happy anyway. I mean, it's just kind of a bold move on his part. But then he follows it up with these three key words. Because you know. Look at what he says here. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And just so you're clear, when James says consider it pure joy there, he's not talking about thinking happy thoughts kind of joy. He's talking about being joyful, knowing that God is working through your problems, your trials, your difficulties, your troubles, and using them to bless you. However, before we can look and see how uh, those problems can become a blessing through the power of God, James identifies some things about problems that he wanted his readers 2,000 years ago to understand and that I want you to keep in mind as well. And the first is this, problems are inevitable. And many of you already know that. If you've lived on earth for any amount of time, you know it's not really a matter of if. But really a matter of when and where problems are going to strike. And so James says in verse 2, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials. Because again, they're coming. 1 Peter 4 says, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are, going, you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. Problems and troubles are going to come your way. Count on it. And that's one of the things that James wanted his, his readers 2,000 years ago to understand. Dealing with problems are a part of life. They are inevitable. Second thing is that problems are unpredictable. Again, not a surprise, right? We, you, no one plans for their car to break down or for them to lose their wallet or for their marriage to end or to be diagnosed with cancer, Problems and troubles and trials can be unplanned and random. And so James says this. He says in verse 2, he says it this way. Whenever you face trials. Now that word face in the Greek is peripipto. And it literally means to fall into unexpectedly. And it's the exact same word that is used in the story of the Good Samaritan when the traveler is walking along and he falls unexpectedly into the hands of those thieves who beat and rob him. It wasn't planned. And James is just letting his readers know, guys, problems can come and they are unpredictable. Third, James says that problems are diverse. Problems, trials, difficulties, they come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. All right, they can vary in duration. They can vary in intensity. Some A problem might be a minor inconvenience, but it could also be a major crisis. It could impact lots of people. It could impact just you. So James says in verse 2, he says, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because problems are diverse. Fourth, James says that problems can be productive. And this is where you want to pay attention. Okay, this is where you want to pay attention because the difficulties and the troubles and the problems of life that you are experiencing right now or that you may face somewhere in the future can actually be a blessing to you. Believe it or not, they can actually, God can use them to shape you, to stretch you, to grow you. And that's the point of these opening verses that we're going to look at, okay, that that God can take those problem areas of your life and use them to bless you. And and so, for example, James, in his letter, in these opening verses, to those readers 2,000 years ago and to us today, James says this. You know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. James uses the word testing there to identify one way by which God can bless you through your problems. And it's this. Your problems can purify your faith. They can purify your faith. When I was in college, I took a couple of metalsmithing classes. And on one occasion, I was melting some silver to pour into a plaster mold for a ring. And as I was heating that metal up in the crucible, I could see it become this glowing orange liquid. And I started noticing these little flecks, these little black flecks. And then they disappear. And the professor came over and I said, well, what are all these? He said, those are the impurities. I'm like, oh. And he said, yeah, if you keep heating it, those eventually go away. And once those go away, you know the metal has been tested and it is pure. It's pretty amazing. James is letting his readers know and us today know that when you go through painful experiences, difficulties, problems, God can use those in a way that will test or purify your faith like like Job says in Job 23 when he tests me I will come out as pure as gold see that's how God can use your troubles as a blessing right he can use that pain to refine or to purify your faith as well as burn off any distractions or anything that might keep you from you know focusing your full attention on God or even trusting fully in him and and so You know, when your life is falling apart in front of your very eyes, remember what James says here. God can take those difficult trials, those painful experiences, and he can use them to test and to purify and strengthen your faith, to get you to lean even more into him. And that's a blessing. Second, James goes on and he says this. He he says, consider a pure joy whenever you face trials because you know that the testing of your faith develops Perseverance. And with the word perseverance, James identifies a second blessing that God can bring out of your problems. And it's this God can use your problems to strengthen your patience. God can use those difficult moments, those trials, to increase your capacity to hang in there when the going gets tough. Now, the word persevere or perseverance means to stay put in, you know, under pressure. I mean, human beings don't like to be under pressure. I mean, they just don't. They, they will run away from anything that might cause them to be under pressure. That's why people will binge watch TV shows or they'll start drinking or whatever, but they don't like being under pressure. James is saying that, he can, that God can take that pressure that you are feeling because of that difficult situation and teach you how to persevere. He can use it to teach you how to hang in there in spite of the delays or the troubles or the pain that you might be facing. So, you know, in this particular case, James wants you to know, in those difficult moments, God can take those moments to help develop perseverance, to help strengthen your patience, to not give up, but to hang in there and trust God as you wait on what he's doing. Because that's a blessing, too, to wait on God as he acts. And third, James goes on in verses three and four, and he says, the testing of your faith produces perseverance, we know that, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So here's the third blessing that James teaches, that problems can build character. God can take those difficult, painful moments of your life, whatever it might be, and he can use them to help um, strengthen your, you know, and to mature and develop uh, uh, you and to make you more and more like Christ. And seriously, that's a long-range goal that God has for each and every one of you, to become more and more like Christ. God takes those, those difficult moments to help you become a better reflection of Jesus, to strengthen your walk with Jesus, to build and deepen your faith with Jesus, and to do it for your good. In Romans 8, Paul says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say that all things are good, because they aren't. But God can work in all things for your good, right? For the good of those who are part of his family through faith. And then James goes on in the next verse. He says, those who they, those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So the reason why God is acting in all things, including the bad things, the difficult things, the painful things, the reason why God is working in those things is for your good. It's to help you become a better reflection of Jesus or, as James says here, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything so there you go in those just first five verses James identifies some things about problems that he wanted his readers back then to know and for us to be reminded about as well as the blessings that God can bring out of those problems but so that we and his readers can experience those blessings and enjoy those blessings James offers three suggestions and the first suggestion is to rejoice to rejoice and Don't misunderstand what James is saying. He's not saying that when you are going through a difficult trial and you're hurting, that you should put on a fake smile and pretend everything's fine and dandy. God does not want you to deny your hurt and pain. So when James says these words, when he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials, he's not saying that you should rejoice and give thanks for the difficult situation. But rather he's saying rejoice and give thanks in a difficult situation. Do so you see the difference there? 1 Thessalonians 5 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. And say, give thanks for all circumstances. There are people who mistakenly think you should, that you should give thanks for all things. And the Bible doesn't teach that. It never says that you should give thanks that there's evil in this world, that loved ones die, that people become addicted to things, that natural disasters happen. It says, give thanks In all circumstances because even out of the bad God can bring good and that's the point James is trying to make for his readers then for us today that you can rejoice even in the midst of something that is very painful for you because you know God is going to bring good out of that bad and maybe it's one of those blessings that I shared with you maybe it's you know purifying your faith so that you lean a little bit more into God and trust him a little bit more Maybe it's strengthening your patience so that you learn to wait on God to act. Maybe it's helping build your character, helping you to become a better reflection of Christ. I don't know. All I know is that it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? When you're going through a difficult point in your life, it seems very counterintuitive to rejoice. It's the last thing you want to do. But James says, do it anyway. Doesn't matter where the problem originated. Doesn't even matter if you brought it on yourself. James says, consider it pure joy because God is working through that problem for your growth and for His glory. Now, that word consider means to think carefully about, especially to make a decision. And while it's true that you have no control over what happens in your life, the bad things, the painful things, you do have control over how you respond, don't you? And that's the key. That's what James is driving at. You have control on how you can respond. Viktor Frankl is a Jewish, was a Jewish psychologist who spent. Uh, he was imprisoned in four different Nazi concentration camps during World War II. Look, listen to how he phrases this. He says, "They stripped me naked. They took everything: my wedding ring, my watch." Yet while I stood there naked, I also realized that even though they could take everything away from me, my wife, my family, my possessions, they could not take away my freedom to choose how I was going to respond. So when James says, consider it pure joy, he wants his readers 2,000 years ago, and I want all of you here in 2023 to understand that even in those difficult moments, be joyful anyway. I know you may not feel like it. I know there are times when I don't feel like it. And I know that you know, times there are, there are times when things don't go your way. But rejoice anyway. Rejoice because God is at work in that situation. And he's working it out for your good in a way that's going to bless you. Like David says in Psalm 34, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Rejoice. Second, pray. This is a critical step because when you are going through garbage in your life, when you're going through painful experiences and problems and difficulties, it's hard to be joyful. You may even want a joyful attitude, but it's still difficult. So James goes on and in verse five, he says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. I know it's easy to be overwhelmed when you're in pain. I know it's easy to be overwhelmed when life is difficult and when you don't understand what on earth God is doing. I understand that. But that's why James says, ask God and pray. To just kind of take a breath when you're in that difficult situation and say, okay, all right, God, this is a hot mess, but okay, what are you trying to teach me here? You see that? Or, okay, God, what character trait do you want to develop within me right now? Pray. And when you pray, pray for these two things. Pray for wisdom to understand the trial. And then second, pray for faith to endure the trial. Pray for both, though. Pray for wisdom to help you learn what God is doing, the activity that he's got going on in your life. And then pray for the faith to to hang in there and not give up pray. Rejoice, pray. Third, trust. Yeah. Even though your life is just spinning out of control, trust God because he's in control. He really is. May not feel like it, but he is. And he wants what is best for you. May not feel like it, but he does. You can trust that even in those painful moments, those difficult problems of your life, God is at work. You can trust him. Just like you can trust him to take care of... Just like you can trust him, trust the fact that he took care of the biggest problem of your life, the biggest problem in the universe, and that's your sin. He already took care of that. You can trust him to take care of those other problems as well. Filled with love and mercy and grace for you and me and all people everywhere, God took on human flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. He came here to planet Earth... And he came here for the distinct purpose of paying the punishment that we deserve for everything we've done wrong and earning our forgiveness. right? So every single sin you've ever committed has been nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Colossians 1, I love this. God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus and through him to reconcile to himself all things. That's us. How? By making peace through his blood shed on the cross through faith in Jesus' sacrifice. okay, When you believe that what Jesus did on the cross applies to you here and now, God offers you his gifts of grace and love and forgiveness, the greatest gifts of all, forgiveness and eternal life with him in heaven. Jesus accomplished all of that through his life, death, and resurrection so that you could be forgiven, restored, and part of God's forever family. Ephesians 2 says, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away, okay, because of your sin, have been brought near, have been restored. Again, how? Through the blood of Christ. So when you confess your mistakes and your failures, and you trust that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was a sufficient payment for those mistakes and failures, you can also trust that God will give you his grace, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, eternity with him in heaven. How cool is that? But the point here is that God cares enough about you to take care of these huge problems like your forgiveness and eternity. He is certainly going to care about all the other things that are going on in your life as well. You can trust that. You can trust that God is going to be at work in those painful moments, in those trials, in those troubles. You can trust that he's going to be with you every step of the way. How do I know that? Because he promises it. Look at this, Isaiah 40, it should be 41 Do not fear, God says, for I am with you. Right? There's the promise. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God loves you. God sees what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're experiencing. And he cares. Right? He cares. And because he cares, James wanted his readers 2,000 years ago. And I want you to know today that because he cares, he's at work in your life. Yes, in the good times, but also in those really stinky times, which seem to be more often than not, right? When you are going through a trial or a difficult time, God is there, and he's working for your good in a way to bless you. And again, maybe it's to help nurture your faith, get you to trust him a little bit more. Maybe it's to help you, you know, strengthen your ability to be patient and just hang on while God is working. Maybe it's just to build your character, help you become a better reflection of Jesus. Maybe it's all three. I don't know. All I know is that God works for your good, and for you to enjoy and experience that, James offers these three suggestions. Rejoice. Rejoice pray and trust. Rejoice, pray, and trust. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways this week. First, let me challenge you to thank God, first of all, that he works in your problems to bless you. Remember, God loves you, cares about you. He's right there with you. He can take the bad and bring out of it good for you. Second, review how God blesses you through your problems. Remember those three things. Especially when you're going through a difficult time. Okay, is God trying to purify my faith? Is he trying to strengthen my ability to be patient and hang in there? Is he trying to build, you know, Christ-like character? Whatever. Third, connect with God in prayer each day throughout the day. Especially when you're going through a difficult time. Pray, of course, right? Every day you should be praying. But when you're going through those difficult times, ask God. To help you have the wisdom to understand what's going on and the faith to hang in there, to endure, and to know that he's there with you every step of the way. All right, would you pray with me, please? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for being at work in our lives, especially in those garbage times, those trials, those troubles that we face. Help us to learn from what James is teaching us today, as well as to see the blessings that you long to bring into our lives through those difficult moments. Bless this series, Lord, and bless us through it. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' great name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to learn a little bit more about Royal Redeemer. We want you to be a part of our Royal Redeemer family here. May God richly bless you and guide you, and I truly look forward to seeing you soon.